4: Good evening, happy Friday Eve, welcome to the Andrea E. K. Show, Dynamite in a Dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy like we do every day here in the AM 1170 studios from 6 to 7 p.m. And joining me as always, the man behind the screen, at least I think, unless that was Howard Dean, it's none other than DJ Carrot Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in rare form today, my friend.
0: No, that's like the only viral sound clip. Usually, it's a viral video, but that sound clip went viral.
4: Now, who is that from?
3: Howard
0: Dean.
4: That was Howard Dean. Okay, yeah. Whatever happened to Howard Dean? You know, Howard Dean is actually sounding—he's that's actually kind of sane compared to some of the stuff we're hearing out of some crazies these days, right? Yes, DJ Karatistics. Yes. <laughs> okay. And like, now you're
0: talking to me here, Al yeah. or, or Rod?
4: Rod, that's right. As a matter of fact, we got uh, my man Rod is in the studio with me. We got Al Rod coming back at y'all this week. Although Al is not quite here yet, he's too cool to show up on time. <laughs> Al's got to show up late for the party.
5: Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm late, Andrea. I'm very excited to be here. You can tell my my tone. Um, a little hyped up.
4: Yeah, you are you were worth good. the wait, Al. Oh my! So goodness. glad you're here. Mm. Smooth jazz stylings from Al on his way. (laughs) Wait till he hears that on playback. So glad to have you guys. Actually, it's amazing that I'm actually laughing and giggling like I am right out the gate because we had a really, really painful story again uh, come out of a newsroom today. We had a shooter go in. Um, it was interesting to me because we very late in the game started getting actual details out of today's uh shooting. In fact, I wanna put it out there to you guys, uh, you know, what what your thoughts are on on this or on any of the topics of the day. Eight eight eight, three four four, eleven seventy. That's eight eight eight, three four four, eleven seventy. I always start getting a little suspicious. Um, when, because usually we're, y'all know we're a 24 seven, you know, 365 news cycle here. There's a million news outlets out there and hours go by and we don't have a name yet and we don't have motive. Uh, I'm not one to subscribe to conspiracy theories, but here's some facts that I do know. Um, in general, I know that the FBI, uh, you know, and, and, law enforcement tends to withhold information from us at times, um, for various reasons. We're just now seeing some footage come out. We're still, Well over what a year and a half later after Vegas still barely getting some dribs and drabs of information and at a time in which the FBI after Parkland we have revelations of what happened with Parkland in which they failed to uh, heed warnings how many visits to Nicholas Cruz's home. You know, uh, as well as other reasons, you know the, the American public has a right to be a little skeptical and say, you know, we want full transparency because the faith and the trust in all of our institutions at this point is is waning. And we're going to talk a little bit about today's hearings after the first break. Um, but some of the details that have come out, <clears throat> as you know, it's my policy here um, that I don't reveal the name of the shooter. It took some time, but we finally now know the name of the shooter at uh, the Gazette in Annapolis, but I don't give the names out of those because I think in part uh, they do these shootings for notoriety. Um, It was disturbing to see that initially before any information came out, before we had motive of any kind, we already had people blaming President Trump because he's been critical of fake news. You know, is that really where we need to be at this point? I mean, come on, you know. um, And of course, Uh, Now that the information is about this person, we realize that he was a disgruntled dude who was off the rails mentally, who had made attacks and uh, threats of of attacks that were documented in advance. Um, It's yet to be seen whether or not they were enough in advance and whether or not he was identifiable to the police, like in Florida, where there was a history. Um, Oftentimes, we find out that these people are well-known in the community, and there have been a history of threats, and they were on the radar And law enforcement just didn't act on it. That is yet to be known here. I guess what is known is that the dude was so prepared in advance, at some point he mutilated his own fingertips in order to supposedly not uh, be identified. Hmm. Um, So um, at this point, all I can say is prayers, you know, to the families of, of these victims. It's absolutely horrifying. Shame on anybody that rushed to try to blame People, I just feel like any time you know, I, I hate when people do that on any side of the aisle. You know, bodies are still laying on the crime scene, bleeding out, and family members yet to be notified. And people already politicizing it, whether it's about gun control, whether it's to blame President Trump or to blame anybody else. You know, I never try to play that game. It's just horrifying. Uh, welcome. Look who finally arrived in the studio that we were talking finally. about earlier. <laughs> He's Finally, here. Whatever, three minutes late. He's never the first to arrive at the party. <laughs> he always has to be fashionably late. It's none other than Al himself
6: in the play
4: yeah (laughs) yeah uh thanks for being here um we are going to keep watch on this if any more information comes out about this that we feel like people you know need to know um if you're you know obviously you can google the guy's name and find it out for yourself like i said i don't share it but what i've heard that was on this guy's twitter feed really makes you wonder you know whether or not he was on the radar um this is the Andrea K. Show Just Tuning In. Thank you for being here. Um, I started the day, actually, speaking of law enforcement and the FBI, the largest law enforcement agency in the land. Uh, the FBI, uh, the head, the alleged, I call him the alleged director at this point of the FBI, Christopher Ray, because he's yet to prove that he actually is a director and actually knows what he's doing. Because he comes out after the IG report and says there was nothing in the IG report. After the IG, a Democrat appointed by Obama lays out 500 pages of bias, 500 pages of ways, even if you didn't – we're going to get, play some sound clips for this. It, it Only one person of Congress today actually pointed out the fact that even if you didn't understand and didn't have a sense that God gave a donut to connect the dots between the political bias and actions that took place – that it was even the IG himself all throughout the 500 pages pointed out the ways in which the election and politics completely controlled every action that was a part of of that investigation for Hillary Clinton. So for Christopher Ray to come out and to have said after the fact that there was nothing in that IG report that impugned the FBI just always reminds me of Judge Judy when she says, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. So he comes before Congress again to answer questions today. And so does Rod Rosenstein, who is the alleged acting director of the uh, Department of Justice, again, alleged, because his answers and his responses today was basically, basically, don't attack me personally, oh, don't be mean to me, and gee, I've got 100,000 employees, how am I supposed to know what Peter Strzok is doing? Well, how many of your 100,000 employees besides Peter Strzok were brought before Congress in a closed-door meeting to answer questions as to uh, their bias and, and how it affected an investigation? Your lead investigator of the two most important investigations we've had in this country, uh, he was in, he was the lead investigator for it? And he had to be called before Congress. He actually lost his security clearance, was fired from the investigation, taken off of it in 2017, and you're you're before Congress today saying you had no idea what instructions he was given when he went behind closed doors and refused to answer questions. He supposedly goes there because he wants to clear his name and then he won't answer any questions. Rosenstein also refused to answer questions today. Again, um. Uh, failing to prove to anybody that he was director but I loved how DeSantis started out because he accurately pointed out today that, that you know everybody's hashtag and Mueller investigation everybody's is upset at Mueller and what he's doing and and how he's gone off the rails and how he's exceeded uh his parameters of his investigation but you know what this is on Rosenstein DJ carrot if you can play the first clip
7: let me ask you this. Um, you, you know, they talk about the Mueller investigation. It's really the Rosenstein investigation. You appointed Mueller. You're supervising Mueller. Um, and it's supposedly about collusion between Trump's campaign in Russia and obstruction of justice. But you wrote the memo saying that Comey should be fired. And you signed the FISA extension for Carter Page. So my question is to you, it seems like you should be recused from this more so than Jeff Sessions just because you were involved in making decisions affecting both prongs of this investigation. Why haven't you done that?
4: Seems like a reasonable question to me. I mean, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions recuses himself from the most important investigation that is in America's history because he bumped up against the Russian ambassador at the same uh, cocktail party that every other congressperson was at. But Rosenstein is in charge of the investigation when he himself is a witness. He's a party to the investigation because he signed off on the FISA warrants. He can't be investigating himself. That's that's unheard of. I mean, Rod Hatley's here after the break. Maybe he can answer the question if he if he ever saw at his time in, in the JAG Corps or anywhere else, whether or not anybody who was under an investigation or a party to an investigation got to lead the investigation. Oh, I mean, but, I know. Did
6: he read it?
4: Well, that well, that was another question that was posed to him today. Did he actually read the FISA court, uh, the uh, FISA court warrant? the request for the extension for Carter Page, he refused to answer that question. He kept hiding behind supposedly that it's classified. Well, then he got busted for hiding information. Um, We're going to take a break. We come back, though. I want to then pick it up from the other side of the break because we're going to get in. We're going to get into more of the details of this. We're going to we're going to hit the highlights of because everybody's talking about Trey Gowdy and what Trey Gowdy said today. But But it's what Trey Gowdy didn't say. In fact, it's always what Trey Gowdy doesn't do. It's always what they fail to do in these congressional hearings. The details and the facts that they refuse to get for the American people that always leave me angry and frustrated on the part of the party, the Trump administration at this point, to actually provide oversight for the American people. When we come back, we're going to pick it up on the other side in 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in. More Andrea Keisha coming up.
1: Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook
7: and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state...
2: you're a successful sales pro you're making good money so what's missing Well, we may have the answer. Salem Media is the largest Christian and conservative media company in America. And right now, our award-winning digital, mobile, and broadcast sales marketing team has a rare opportunity for the right person. We're looking for a digital and broadcast sales consultant, an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling and advertising strategies for digital and broadcast. You'll work with existing clients and develop new business with retailers and ad agencies. The position requires computer literacy, excellent verbal and written communication, a winning attitude, and a desire to achieve a high level of success in a fun and upbeat environment for a company voted as one of the best and brightest to work for in the past three years. If this sounds like the right career move for you, log on to SalemMediaGroup.com. Click on Careers, then choose the San Diego location. SalemMediaGroup.com, Career San Diego. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer.
4: This is Andrea Kay on behalf of Move America Forward. With July 4th, we celebrate our freedoms and pause to honor those who have served and are serving in our military. Listen to veterans in their own words. I just wanted to express how important it is to receive letters and cards and packages caring for the troops because it means so much. Won't you stand with our soldiers who are far from home and won't be home for holidays? Some haven't been home for over two years, have no letters, no cards, no packages from home. Right now, you have the unique opportunity to send a message of support from home. A tangible sign that these soldiers are remembered, not forgotten and how grateful we are. We are a grateful nation and it inspires us to keep going. Somebody cares, somebody loves us. And when we send our thanks with a care package full of goodies, cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and personal care items, you get to send a personal note of thanks and encouragement to that soldier in Afghanistan, Iraq, North Korea, or even Africa who's risking it all right now. This is a powerful way to celebrate July 4th and show our gratitude. Even at a distance, it brings comfort to us and encourages us to keep going.
2: It's great to know that someone still cares, know that there's people out there thinking about them that
3: are understanding that they're going through the tough time.
4: Your gift of $500 20 care packs, $250 since 10, and $100 since 4. And right now, I'd like to challenge any special listener to donate $500 or more to send care packages to our troops for Independence Day. As a thank you, you can hang out with me live in studio during the Andrea Kay Show. Call now 8557 Troops. 8557 Troops, that's 8557 Troops. Many
0: people say thank you for your service, but they don't take a little extra time to do what you're doing.
4: Also, while supplies last, each 100 100- donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House with locations in La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call eight five five seven Troops or give online at am1170theanswer.com AM
1: 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170 if you would like to be a part of the show. Before the break, I was talking about this hearing that we had today and some interesting revelations about. it. I wasn't going to watch it. I recorded it so I could fast, fast, you know, forward over you know crazy people like Jerry Nadler, and actually get to reasonable questions. And there were some really interesting moments. Trey Gowdy, of course, really gave great theater and was the highlight of the day. And uh, DJ Carrot, in case you missed it, DJ Carrot Sticks is going to play it, and I'm going to give my response.
2: We've seen the bias. We've seen the bias. We need to see the evidence. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Uh, There's an old saying that justice delayed is justice denied. I think right now all of us are being denied. Whatever you got, finish it the hell up. Because this country is being torn apart.
4: Ooh, Gowdy, getting our tough guy. Throwing out a few little cuss words out there. Actually, that sounds really great, right? Sounds very impressive. Oh my gosh, Gowdy trying to provide oversight. What was interesting to me was that after he laid out about four and a half minutes connecting the dots. Um, from the bias to actual actions that took place and completely destroyed the falsehood that that bias did not affect uh, any of the directions of the investigations, including timelines. Um, What what struck me was that after that, he pivoted towards actually going against Trump, actually validating an investigation, actually uh, supposing and, and positing that there could be actual evidence against President Trump instead of continuing to say that based upon everything he had just laid out, That the investigation, don't not bring me evidence against President Trump, but there's been no evidence this entire... He's a former prosecutor. He knows that, um, as was pointed out by a congressman later on in the day, uh, that there was no basis on which this investigation went through. That everything, the fruit of the poisonous tree principle, was brought up later by a prosecutor. You can't even find the clip online because everybody's talking about Gowdy. What Gowdy failed to mention, Gowdy also knows... That what was laid out in those 500 pages shows an investigation that was a sham of Hillary Clinton, that there were 700,000 emails and and pieces of evidence and devices that were never reviewed. Why didn't he pivot towards reopening an investigation and actually holding people accountable for crimes that were committed? No, he pivots and asks for for evidence uh, on a basis of an investigation that should never begun in the first place. DeSantis already points out that Rosenstein... Signs a letter that says Comey should be fired and then opens an investigation to investigate obstruction of justice on something that he actually recommended? That's insane. What are you talking about, uh, Gowdy? And where, where was the pivot towards holding people accountable within the FBI, like Peter Strzok, or how about Comey, who leaked classified documents, which, oh, by the way, is a crime? Where was that pivot, Gowdy? He always lets us down. It's always a phony show. It's always theatrics. Shame on Gowdy for that. Um... Ooh, I gotta calm down a little second. I'm gonna scare. I'm gonna scare Al Rod right out the studio. But I mean, seriously, this is supposed. Their job both is supposed to be overtime. <laughs> Not both of y'all. You're you're sitting there being quiet. <laughs> um... But, but wow. I, I, we're going to go to Jim Jordan next because um, – let me see which clip because, you know, I, I, it was it was hours and hours and hours. A lot of good stuff came out, some of which because they're not high-profile people and because it wasn't juicy like Trey Gowdy, um, which basically was sending off in a, in, a, in a false direction, it doesn't get a lot of play. Um, but what, what – uh, in fact, nobody else should have picked up on – people after Jim Jordan should have followed up with him on um, – the obstruction of justice in the form of hiding information from the American people that clearly connects the dots between bias and actions. Uh, clip number one from Jim Jordan, which is clip number four. Why did you
1: hide the fact that Peter Strzok and Judge Contreras were friends? Why did you redact that in the documents you gave to us? Peter, I mean, Judge Contreras is kind of important. a court judge, more importantly, just as importantly, the judge that uh, heard Mike Flynn's case. Why did you try to hide that from
7: us?
4: Yeah, never got an answer to that. Oh, I'm not trying to... Oh, his answer was, well, I didn't redact. Well, you you brought us redacted documents. Just because you ain't the one sitting there with a the black pen, that was more Rosenstein refusing to accept responsibility for anything that has been done in his obstruction of justice in this investigation. This is... Uh, DeSantis was right. This is no longer Mueller investigations. This is Rosenstein. And it really begged the question today, if you paid attention, as to why he is the acting attorney general, why he has, in an, an, other uh, words, of the... the Great Judge Judy, uh, don't come into my courtroom with dirty hands. His hands are absolutely filthy. He is the man. He refused to answer Matt Gates today when Gates asked him, "Did you read the FISA court warrant request?" Refused to answer that question, um, and you could tell that Jim Jordan hit the nail on the head today. By Rosenstein's response, he did that. He was wagging his finger in a way worse than Bill Clinton did back in the Monica Lewinsky days. He was fluffing his papers, and he was so enraged. And you're either when your response is like that, uh, from a defense being defensive standpoint, you've either got some off the rails Betty Broderick personality disorder, or you're flat out busted. You cold busted, and he was. uh, there's a couple more Jim Jordan clips. I might put them on Facebook um, when uh, Jim Jordan is confronting him for the fact that Peter Strzok came and didn't answer questions. And I already touched on that a little bit. Um, Rosenstein tried to act like, well, I don't know anything about that. I've got a hundred. Well, he works for you. Jim Jordan says, well, I've got a hundred thousand employees. You know, well, you know, this this is the one that you were supposed to have your eye on because this is the dude that um, has been in charge of, uh, you know, uh, an, uh, an investigation that was blatantly about um, uh, framing a president to stop him from from winning an election and then to unseat him. In fact, one of the things Gowdy pointed out today was that it was documented. It's the first time I heard this. Within three days of launching the Mueller investigation or the Russian collusion investigation, within three days, he was texting about uh, impeaching Trump. Peter Strzok was. So don't tell me anymore. There was no uh, connecting of the dots, bias. Um <clears throat> And it, oh my gosh, it, I, we should have had a drinking game for every every time Peter Strzok said, "I can assure you this," "I can assure you that," you know, you know, that's just like some some boy in the back seat of the car telling you, "Yeah, I'm gonna respect you in the morning." Uh huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna respect you, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> believe that either. Um, Ratcliffe, um, who was a former uh, prosecutor uh brought up uh the fact of root evidence uh you know in terms of not being able to separate the bias. If the bias had no impact on the investigations, Mueller wouldn't have pulled him off the Russian investigation. And if the no, bias it,
6: it defies common sense. Thank you.
4: Right. Not only that, but from a prosecutorial standpoint, uh Rod Hatley, a former JAG officer, Ratcliffe's point was if root evidence is called into question, then everything that comes from that is called into question, correct? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, if we even
6: I know that I'm (laughs) I'm just a CPA. (laughs)
4: Right. So if we have an investigation that Comey, which didn't come up today in the questioning, Comey leaks classified information and documents for the for the purpose of trying to get an investigation launched over obstruction of justice. They hide, withhold those memos, and we find out why, because the memos showed that President Trump was saying, please investigate my campaign, and if anybody on my campaign was involved in anything, I want, I, I want them held to account. So there should have never been any investigation in, in the first place. Final interview um, that I thought was really interesting that didn't get any play at all today, and I could not find a clip. Nobody saved a clip of it. Never heard of this guy before. It was in it was, Mr. Rotfuss. And he was the only person who brought out the fact, as I said on my show the night of the investigation, the IG report came out. I said, even if you couldn't connect the dots between partisanship, between bias, between the documented hate against President Trump and stopping him being a president. They all admitted, discussed openly, including Jim Comey himself in July, the entire 500 pages talked about political considerations driving and directing every aspect of the investigation. Comey himself, uh, it, uh, there was a, an, an email exchange, I guess, or a text exchange between Jim Comey to Sally Yates when Sally Yates was asking in the summer of 2016 for a special uh, special uh, counsel to investigate, he tells her we've got to speed up this invest investigation and bring it to an end. So, no wonder uh, devices weren't looked at. 700,000 emails that were found on Anthony Weiner's laptop that covered her entire tenure at Secretary of State with everything involving the Clinton Foundation, classified emails. They hid it. They were never going to disclose it. The only reason why Comey came out a week before the election was because of an, um, an agent in New York was threatening to go public. So Comey comes out says, oh, I got to reopen it, and then exonerates her, all thinking that at that point she was a shoe in and they buried it all. So it comes back to the fact that what was the result of this? Jim Jordan talked about the House of Representatives was going to pass a resolution that was going to be the next step to holding Rosenstein accountable to come forth on documents or impeachment, but nobody talked about today reopening the investigation. The American people want accountability. If they're ever going to restore the credibility to these these investigative bodies, the FBI and the DOJ, because they're out out there right now investigating Americans. There are Americans under that have had their property seized. They're losing their homes to try to defend themselves in court against uh, the the FBI and the DOJ and U.S. attorneys around this country. As long as we have American people that are subject. To prosecution by these bodies We must see accountability We must see that the rule Of law is applied equally That we do not have any further Any of these elites getting away with crimes And having it covered up by people That means that everybody involved Who committed a crime from Hillary Clinton To Loretta Lynch from a st- obstruction of justice Rosenstein was asked about Loretta Lynch today And he basically said, he, oh yeah He bought her story that they talked about grandkids He didn't care, he didn't think about opening up any investigation Against her, as well as anybody In the FBI and the DOJ involved, they must all face criminal prosecution. Or, the or the American people, we've lost, we will have forever lost trust in the FBI in the DOJ, and that's a really scary place to be, because that's really what has been the glue, I think, that's held America together. As we go into Fourth of July, I think about we are a, a country that was founded on the rule of law. Our entire system is based on the U.S. Constitution, which is the laws of the land. We've got to be able to trust that we've got a court system that's not weaponized, that we don't have a court system weaponized with our investigators and our law enforcement weaponized against us for political purposes, because that's what it looks like right now. We're going to take a break. We shift gears. uh, We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Rod Hatley about uh, the Supreme Court and Al can weigh in. And uh, talk about. Um, I have permission. You have yes, you have permission. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say, because wait till y'all hear the left scheme to take back the Supreme Court. And I'm not just talking about Maxine Waters supposedly saying that they need a Supreme Court justice who's an illegal immigrant. That that's the way the Democrat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
8: wow. I
4: knew that'd get a giggle out of y'all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Kesher coming oh, up.
1: Unfortunately, your next fill-up at the pump won't be half price. Your next night out won't be half price either.
8: Here you go. I'll take that whenever you're ready. No rush.
1: And your next trip to the grocery store, well, we know how that's going to go. But here's the good news. A quality private education can be had for your child at half price. AM 1170 The Answer proudly presents our private school half-off tuitions. Take your pick from quality schools including City Tree Christian School, Christian Unified Schools of San Diego, Heartland Christian Homeschool Center, Jump Preschool and Kindergarten, South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, Vista Christian School, and John Paul the Great Catholic University. New schools are being added all the time. Check out the complete list now at AM the theanswercom but hurry before the school you had your eye on sells out then call the half-off tuition hotline at 844-800-5757 844-800-5757 that's 844-800-5757
3: You've probably never heard of real estate tax lien investing, but banks, hedge funds, and savvy financial experts have been investing in them for decades. Simply put, investing in real estate through tax liens is one of the safest and most lucrative investment opportunities in the world today, with returns of 18 to 24% or more, all mandated by the government. Carnegie Academy is offering a free live event in your area from July 11th through the 14th, where we'll reveal the investment secrets these institutional investors are using to make billions every year. During this free seminar from the world's leader in tax lien education, you'll learn how to get started in real estate investing by acquiring tax liens and deeds, all from the comfort of your home, including learning how to buy and where to find the best deals. Discover how savvy investors are turning tax lien investing into big rewards at this free, all-inclusive seminar. Enrollment is limited, so don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime free seminar from Carnegie Academy. To learn more and to reserve your seat today, call 800-555-1212. 800-555-1212. 800-555-1212.
4: Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details.
3: Warning.
8: Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free consultations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VISION11 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients twenty twenty vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VISION11 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VISION11 to 350350. That's V-I-S-I-O-N 11 to 350350.
0: AM 1170. The Answer, San
1: Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170.
4: The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. Uh, to everybody who's watching and listening on Facebook Live, i um, glad to have you guys all join me. I was so fired up, I didn't even get a chance during that last couple segments uh, to um, to read any of the comments. So somebody, let me read a couple now. Um, terrible, Joseph, my buddy Jose, uh Joseph Iello out of New York says, terrible questioning in my opinion. Um, and uh, somebody else said, here, fire Rosenstein now. Yeah, it, you know, it, I asked my buddy, uh, Rod Hatley, who's here, um, former JAG officer in estate planning and tax attorney here and. He corroborated what we all suspected, that when you're a witness, you, the, witnesses don't typically, in your experience, Rod, get to uh, witnesses and in, in, in people involved in a matter don't typically, typically get to investigate that matter, correct? That's true. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> I like being told I'm right. Y'all welcome back anytime telling me I'm right. All right. So, um, oh, my gosh. I mean, the naw bone and the hand wringing, the hysteria that came about as Joseph Kennedy Announced his retirement from the court to the point to where people are so hysterical that um, there's actually a movement that supposedly started. Somebody sent me an article that I uh, get this about how um, the Democrats plan to uh, take back the Supreme Court once Trump is gone um, is that their plan is to change their plan is to pack the Supreme Court. Uh, Once Trump is gone uh, by adding a whole number of court seats, Um, Mm -hmm. this article is from it was sent to me. I think it was from um, uh, Peter Hassan is the reporter and the uh, Democrats are arguing that they're just going to simply expand the number of court seats. So easy. Yeah. That uh, that uh, the Constitution doesn't require a set of seats on the court. And that leaves the power to Congress. See, the assumption, I guess, is that it's just all going to be Democrats and they're not going to have any Republican opposition to this plan. Um, that it's up to Congress, who hasn't altered the size of the Supreme Court um, since setting it at nine in 1869. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying that um, HuffPost reporter Zach Carter said Thursday the Democrats have no choice but to implement structural reforms to to the judiciary. To, to to the judiciary and hopes to prevent decades of rule at a minimum they want 11 justif- justices then they want to change reforms setting term limits so that they can remove aging conservatives hey i'm all for removing aging uh justices i'm wondering what they right now somewhere there's some democrat scientist in a lab trying <laughs> to come up with a way to keep ruth bader alive for uh, till the democrats take office mm. um but what are your thoughts on their plan here rod
7: well this This actually happened some years ago. Um, uh, Roosevelt attempted to do this back in 1937. Uh, It was a court packing plan, and he had – every time he was trying to propose uh, legislation for the New Deal, uh, it kept getting vetoed or basically shot down by the Supremes. So he just decided, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start packing the court. I'm going to start adding to the court for every justice who reaches age 70 who doesn't retire, I'm going to put another justice on that court. Okay. And uh, so that was the Ageist? Yeah. So anyway, uh, what happened was uh, there was a justice who, and I forget the exact details of it, but eventually they decided, uh, you know, well, you know, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, try to throw the guy a bone. So it was the switch in time that saved nine is the way it was described. Okay. So we, we've seen this before. and uh,
4: Well, we still just have nine, so it yeah. didn't work.
7: Well, exactly. So uh, that was the switch in time. So basically they found some of the legislation was actually, you know, could they could stomach it, and so it got through. I it never went, knew
4: that's where that phrase came from. A stitch in time saves nine. Well,
7: actually, this was a switch in time. Was Yeah, switch they,
4: in time saves nine.
7: Well, the,
4: <laughs> I didn't know that's where that came from. Well,
7: no, well
4: <laughs> Oh, you're saying that's not where that phrase came from? I think
6: he just made it up. Well, we, oh. well. <laughs> oh, okay. Isn't that an Oprah movie?
4: <laughs> yeah. <okay.
7: laughs> but but there is the you know the, the old phrase or the old saying a stitch in time saves nine.
4: Oh, okay. So you're but you're applying was a that var- to this? This was
7: a variation on that theme, and so okay. it was a switch on the court. That saved the nine justices; gotcha. that otherwise there would have been a court packing plan, and right. So that's how that came to pass. So. Well,
4: I they are so hysterical. They're trying to say that um, that it's an election year, and yeah. they shouldn't. Well, because of McConnell in 2016, but that was a presidential election year in 2010. The court, uh, the Congress uh, approved Kagan and didn't really give much of a fight. Uh, I – these people are going to be – no matter who Trump puts up, these people are going to do everything they can to bork his nominee. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a feeling I haven't had a chance to – when he put – when President Trump put forth his list of 25 during the primary, I actually did some digging and Googled and had some opinions. I actually had a couple of concerns about Gorsuch, but he's proven – because I'm looking for somebody who's just going to be a straight-up – and you know apply the constitution mm-hmm. i don't like i don't like this you know overreach and people you know this week people are upset over this decision on the travel ban because they're tried to apply campaign words as evidence you know it's like are you kidding me i mean i you know i'm not a comma jd and i could even see how ridiculous that was because they wanted to you know inject politics into it i just want somebody to interpret the constitution because i think the constitution is the most brilliant document the most brilliant foundation for a country in -hmm. the land and all the issues we have are as a result of people trying to breathe life into it and try to interpret Mm it the way that they want to to push their agenda Um, Right now, the biggest hysteria is Roe v. Wade. I really don't believe that John Roberts, who gave us Obamacare, who actually heard the case at the time, actually, uh, it wasn't really ripe because it wasn't supposed to be, uh, it was a tax. But in order to hear the case, they said it, it was ripe because it wasn't a tax. So they declared it wasn't a tax, in order to have the case be ripe and, and hear it. Then he upheld Obamacare on the basis of it being a tax. So I don't think anybody who applies that kind of twisted logic to uh, that important of a case. I think he. I think he that decision. I think he was so scared from a political reason to, to really. That that he Mm. wanted to kick it back to Congress. He didn't want to do that. And and I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with Roe v. Wade if it ever does get back to them. Hmm. And I do think that there will be – because I don't think that he's got the guts to really just apply the Constitution. I don't want to put you guys on the spot. But I look at this and I go, wait a second. If it's my body, my choice under the Constitution, how come I can't sell my kidneys? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That usually stops the conversation with people that want to tell me – that Roe v. Wade is good law Isn't under it, the you constitution. Can't sell your kidneys? Nope. No, Those I I'm not gifts. allowed I'm not Those allowed to gifts. go out on the open market and sell my kidney. I could I can do a kidney donation. Yes. But we can't we're not allowed to sell our body parts in this country. We're not allowed to to open them up to the to the highest bidder. I see. We're hmm. not allowed to do that. You know? Um so it's not our body our choice. So on murder? top of it you've got, you know, convicted murderers in jail like Uh, like Scott Peterson, you know, who is in jail for double murder because of his unborn child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it to me, I I start just taking the emotion out of it. I start looking at that objectively and I go, you know what? And science is really advanced now since Roe v. Wade came about. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got you've got states rights issues involved. And I think all those issues related around Roe v. Wade is why the left is so hysterical. But I actually think that Roberts will become more like a Kennedy and be more a swing vote. And so I really don't think that that's anything the left really, you know, that's my take. You
6: know, amongst this, not on the subject, but amongst the the hysteria right now or the hysteria on family. I mean, that's our biggest problem in the U.S. is the breakdown of family. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, so now all of a sudden family is revered. Oh, my God. It, you just hear it on the NPR or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all everything is all about family. Oh, my God. I've been separated from my family. And it's whatever issue you can think of, it's brought into that emotional mm-hmm. yeah. argument. Yeah. And you know what? Families are not the big thing in the U.S. We wish they were.
4: Yeah, well, we wish they were for certainly for American citizens. I mean, I was separated throughout most of my childhood when my dad was dragged overseas and wars started by Democrats. Um, we've got American citizens every day that are putting uh, that are separated from their well, children when the, they commit crimes yeah, in this I country. Mean,
6: mil- I have military in my family yeah. too, and so but uh, they're but, uh, gone a lot. And, when, you know, it's yeah. hyster- When it's, American- it's, it's not nice to the family to the people who are here, mm-hmm. right? When they're gone and that's just a choice that's a life choice that was made
4: just like a choice that a parent makes when they break a, break the law and commit Thank a crime you. It, they get separated from their children but you're right that there there has been a movement to destroy the family in this country for power and you know telling women you know you, you don't you don't need to have a man in your life you don't need to be married you don't need to have a husband if you have a baby and then they put up the life of Julia on the Obama administration website and show Julia having to be completely uh, cared for and dependent on the government her entire life. That's the game plan. That's you know I, I would rather women be told you know what you don't if you don't want a man in your life that's fine great but support yourself. That to me is feminism. That to me is supporting women. Um, they but it, it's really it gives it it, it gives uh, the people that want a dependency class to keep them in power. It gives them power for that. Um, we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to spend some time talking to you guys about taxes. There was a story that broke speaking of SCOTUS last week, and I saved it for you guys to talk about. Sure. Because it has to do with taxes. Yep. Everybody and the has impact.
6: to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, Even but why do I illegals? have to?
4: Pay? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they ain't paying it on that much because half their money's going back to their home country. But it's oh, the their Scotus going
6: to sales tax. It's, the, it's the, the, yeah, like
4: but but so we got to talk about the Scotus decision and how it affects everybody on the sales tax because okay. I was not happy about that when I heard that. So maybe y'all can make me feel better about it. More okay. Andrea K show coming up.
1: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay, spelled K A Y E.
7: If you don't have an estate plan, at 858-792-3444 that's 858-792-3444 your family will be dealing with enough so give me a call at 858-792-3444
5: most solar companies try to sell you a leased solar system the owner of your system the solar company keeps your 30 percent federal tax credit and they don't pass the refund back to you in fact their prices remain just as high my name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. Most lease systems are too small, so you're still paying the power company and your lease every month. When you own it, you get to use a 30% tax credit. Keegan Electric Solar is a veteran-owned company with an A-plus rating with the BBB. When you call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376, you deal with me directly. From start to finish, a licensed electrical contractor. Don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break. I'm offering a $2,000 off electrical panel upgrade or a $2,000 credit towards a purchase of your system. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today
6: you just like we did larry's friends and family
8: thanks buddy for the highest quality custom windows and doors made right here for you call aaron at california deluxe windows ask about getting 20 percent off your entire order and one year of interest-free financing that's california deluxe windows 888 new windows 888 new windows. He will indeed say, your house can be
7: covered with potato chips and we wouldn't crack one.
8: CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply.
7: Dennis Prager here. Summer is upon us and many of you were looking to buy or refinance a home. I'm here with a man I have great respect for, Andy Steik of Purpose Funding. Andy, what's going on in the local housing market?
0: So the interest rates are going up. It's no big secret. We're still finding that we're saving people a lot of money by consolidating debt paying off student loans, paying off high-interest credit cards. We had one person save 950 another 1100 and one client saved over $1,600 a month.
3: So at Purpose Funding, you help people by saving them money?
0: Yes, yeah, that's really our whole purpose. We want to put ourselves in your situation, tell you exactly what we would do if it was us. So
7: AM 1170 listeners, call Purpose Funding now to purchase a new home or refinance. 855-600-7633, 855 600 7633 purpose funding 855-600-7633
0: Bearing number 01864104 MS number 273299 AM
7: 1170 The Answer You're listening
1: to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170 The Answer
4: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show final segment here on Friday Eve and uh, a story that didn't get a whole lot of play but really chapped my hide when I heard about it just aggravated me because y'all know I'm so anti taxes Well, I guess the Supreme Court, who I was really proud of this week, uh, I didn't like a decision to where they uh, decided that Internet purchases are now subject to sales tax. And I thought about the, you know, I don't know. Well, they're
6: not per se subject to sales tax.
4: Okay. Well, I was about to introduce you, my friend, (laughs) my darling. (laughs) Um, yeah, well, I was, I was concerned about it. I didn't know what this meant for the individuals, for small businesses. A lot of small businesses buy their products that they then use as part of their contracts and doing their business, how it might adversely affect them. So I got my guys, Al Rod here, Al, yeah, Ar- yeah, 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 Al <laughs> area CPA tax and estate planning attorney, Rod Hatley here. So you were saying my friend,
6: well, all they did was empower states to, uh, Assess the sales tax.
4: Okay. So that doesn't mean they're going to automatically do it. Like California's going to go, oh, no, no, no. We don't want that extra money,
6: honey. I didn't say California. was. <laughs> 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 no, but there are some states mm-hmm. that uh, don't have certain taxes and it draws people to them. Right. Yes. Texas, Washington, yeah, Florida, yeah. yeah. Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So what is the impact of this? Because I know during the break you were telling me basically – rod that you know amazon was already doing this
7: yeah as i understand it yep
4: and that's it, it really started where what how did this How why did this even come about who started this lawsuit
7: um
6: well, these these lawsuits have been around
4: yeah but it, it starts somewhere but before it goes time, to the this supreme
7: court there was success
4: right but
6: it's, it's been around
7: yeah it's actually so south dakota brought a challenge. Um, it was a Supreme Court case that uh, was um, articulated back in 1992, okay. uh, Quill versus North Dakota, and uh, at that time, and I think Al, you kind of, we, we talked about it during the break uh, at a, you know, years ago. I mean, the internet was was fairly young, right? But now it's matured, and I think you, Al made a very good point, and that is now that the internet is basically matured, you know, it it, it can stand to be taxed, and mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, it's not going to drive it out of out of business.
4: Right. Know? So this is a way to support, you know, Internet businesses or to, to uh, or as you were saying. In, oh, in they're the- not
6: trying to support businesses. They're trying to support government.
4: Well, you also had another good point during the break. We we I don't know if everybody could hear us during the break, but you said that basically it's more fair to brick and mortar because if somebody, you know, is living here in California. It's definitely.
6: Uh, you know, you read the Wall Street Journal and other periodicals, and they make it sound like, oh, Britain, Brick and Mortar is suffering mm-hmm. from from this? I don't think so.
4: No, that that it's helping. This no, will help no. Brick and Mortar. <laughs> you're saying it won't. I, I, you're confusing me. Is it going to help Brick and Mortar or not?
6: It's going to help Brick and Mortar. Yeah. But there are people have ways of looking at things, and it makes you think, my God, mm-hmm. yeah. how could you come to that conclusion? Yeah. It's pretty obvious. You go to Brick and Mortar, you have to pay the tax for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right? And then so now you You buy it on the Internet and you have to pay the tax for sure if it's assessed in the state. Right.
4: Right. Well, I, I do like that because I don't, I really don't buy anything on online. I'm i I'm a brick and mortar girl. I like to go in. I like to see the, the product. I like to, if it's clothing I like to be able to try it on. Cause I don't like to deal with returns. And I also like to support local business. That's just me. Okay. I like to support yeah. local business now, but it, it, and I think you guys were also telling me during the break, uh, something that I assumed was that both states were going to get, if you do order something, we're going to get sales tax, but that's not the case.
7: No. Yeah. Just the state, wherever you, you. You place the order online wherever they're operating. Um, that would be the where the, where the benefit is. Yeah. Is
4: that a net loss to the state originally? It, it, in the past, was it that there was just no tax being paid at all? Or, or was it before it was being paid, state tax was being paid in the state, the product was shift, shipped, and now it's shifted? No tax. So before there was no tax. Yeah, they okay.
6: had a benefit. That was a. An advantage over brick and mortar for sure.
4: Right. So this might actually change purchasing patterns. This might actually put people back to brick and mortar because uh, the cost of an item now is going to go up. If they, they could likely get it at a store. I actually, you know what, yeah. I've, this I've, I, this has turned me around. I'm actually liking this because I am a brick and mortar person. I don't like how um, these big warehouse, you know, order things are, are running out mom and pops. Mm-hmm. And I, I love entrepreneurs and I love people that start businesses. And yeah. so I'm hoping that this is going to help that
6: yeah it's the see so, I mean, so you're listening to people who are apparently of the same mind, but I try to get across that others are writing differently, yeah about this, and that it's going to have this effect and that effect. I'm just amazed at the type of uh commentary that we get out of everything
4: that's because it's all political, everybody's wanting to politicize everything to right. push an agenda, yeah. Um, instead of just looking at something objectively. And numbers are numbers to me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can get all Enron about it and try well, to manipulate it. Well, I can't help
6: it. it. I'm an accountant. Well,
4: that, I know. <laughs> the OG. In the time we have left, I have to do a follow-up with Rod. Because last okay. time Rod was on, um, it was on the heels of something very... I'm still upset about it. The Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade suicides. Yeah. Because... Um, the following week, um, a dear, uh, someone who's very dear to my family lost a sister to suicide. Uh, this was just last week. So, I mean, this is just a crisis that's continuing yeah. and the, the, the families left behind as I'm now even further experiencing are just really devastated by this. Of and course. one aspect that we didn't talk about was when the person commits suicide or passes away is in a state of separation from a spouse. Mm. In the case of Anthony Bourdain, what came to light is that he's been separated for quite a while from his wife. He's Uh now got a new girlfriend. Um... Wife that maybe somebody doesn't have any relationship with anymore still has all the power and decision making. Yeah. New significant others in their life don't have any. They don't get to make decisions on funerals unless there has been arrangements made. Sure. It's Is he another, a California resident? Uh, I don't. No, I don't know where Bourdain was it, a re- it, resident. It matters
6: where you're resident?
4: I know. I'm talking in general. I'm yeah. using Bourdain oh, okay. as an example okay. for everybody. Yeah. That it's it's just one more reason, one more thing that people don't think about. That just it, it's it's another layer of a nightmare, isn't it?
7: It really is, and I, I I did not know about the uh, relationship he had. I thought he was happily married. At least that's what I understood from the media. But um, you know, I think it's an excellent point that Al make Al is making. Depending on where you you die, the laws of that jurisdiction really govern um, what rights, if any, the the paramour has as opposed to say the uh, surviving spouse. And it sounds like in this case. And I, I, unless I'm mistaken, I think he lived in New York State. He lived in New York State.
4: Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but this is clearly, you know, a problem in California, and and well, and uh, everywhere. And every, you <laughs> know, I a mean, problem in California. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got problems. People minimize minimize the problems left on people behind, right, Ron?
7: I think it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, if 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 the relationship, you know, it, it, it no longer works for you, I mean, I would think you ought to do the right thing, just get divorced, and if you have taken up with a new partner, I mean, then, you know, do the right thing and uh, marry that person or, you know, at least have a relationship and, and set forth who who you want to administer the estate after you're gone. Because right. not knowing any more than I do about what happened here, I would have to imagine, assuming he had any estate planning documents, which I have to hope that he did, but maybe he didn't. It wouldn't be unusual. But assuming that he did, he may not have updated them. So the surviving spouse would be the one who would call the shots, have all the rights to you know, funeral arrangements and stuff like that. And the paramour would have no little if any rights at all. So that's, yeah. that's, that, that's see, the right. See if you have
6: a thought on these kinds right. of issues, yeah, there's a way to slice it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. All right guys. Um, well tomorrow's Friday. Hoping y'all be joining <laughs> me right back on that upbeat note. We're moving into Friday tomorrow on the Andrea K. Show. We're going to um, hopefully have more updates on uh, the shooting situation, have more information on that. Yeah. And uh, it'll be Friday fun day. So we're going to look to maybe have some some fun topics. Uh, to share with you guys tomorrow, so come right back here. Follow me on Twitter. I'm on AndreaKShow.com. You're on Facebook. Al Arius, Aviarius and Company, Rod Hatley Hatley Law Group. Thank you, you guys so much for, for my being here. Number. I know because we ain't got enough time left, baby. That usually takes a good half hour.
3: The Andrea K
0: Show is sponsored by Andrea K